Welcome to The Secret Life of Parkinson's, a podcast trying to break the barriers and stigma around PD to lessen the fear. It's a disease no one likes to talk about. When people hear Parkinson's, they're afraid, even if they don't know exactly what it is. This podcast is led by Parkinson's patients talking about their daily life with PD. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser. Welcome to the Secret Life of Parkinson's. My name is Jessica Krauser, and I am here with Roz Parrish. Um, Roz was with us on um, an earlier episode back in February mm-hmm. timeframe, and so uh, we wanted to give you guys a quick update. I've gotten a lot of questions from a lot of people asking how Roz is doing uh, post DBS multiple surgery. So she's still in the process, but today we're going to talk to Roz and just get a quick update. So. Thanks. Tell us, sorry, that's okay. <laughs> Tell us where, what you have had done and where you are in the process. Okay, I can do that. First of all, I'd just like to say thanks for having me back, yeah. Jessica. And if you remember on the podcast that we did back at the end of February, mm-hmm. um, I said that I might show up with my bald head. <laughs> well, and you have a great shaped head. Yes. <laughs> so anyways, um, okay, I had my first surgery on March 7th, mm-hmm. um, and that was to do the left side of my brain to take care of my right side of my body and then I had my second surgery on April 6th Mm -hmm. and that was to do the right side of my brain yeah the right side of my brain to take care of the or the left side of my brain to take care of the right the right side of my brain to take care of the left and not everybody gets them both done right no no um I just am one of the lucky ones that have both sides so and then I went back on April 14th and had the battery put in and this is kind of what it looks like um so it is not turned on yet so I've had all my surgeries all my sutures have come out Mm -hmm. um I don't have anything that I have to go back to the Cleveland Clinic for okay I got released from them last Thursday and then we will start the programming on May 26th Mm -hmm. and we will just go to Medina because we're seeing um Ellen Walter who is a nurse practitioner okay and she'll turn the things on and I have a four-hour appointment and we'll see what we got so how did it feel after the first side that you had done um after the first side I had done was awesome um I had the surgery done at 8 30 well it was supposed to be done early in the morning Mm -hmm. we had some difficulties with um, my rigidity and getting a proper EKG so I got wheeled down to the operating room and then I got wheeled back up to our room and it was just kind of a fiasco but um, bottom line was is once I got into OR and I had two different I think one was a resident and one was um, like Dr. Ramos right hand person but they clipped my hair that was the first thing they did and then they put me to sleep and then they put the halo on my head mm-hmm. while I was asleep. And they woke me up, and it was a cakewalk. It was hilarious in there. The doctors were singing, and I felt very comfortable. Uh-huh. And um, they just, you know, asked me a lot of questions. And um, they were able to find what they called the sweet spot okay. where they implanted the lead. Um, they did that, like, right away. Um, so when we went up for my second surgery a month later... Um, I felt like it was going to be a cakewalk, Mm -hmm. and the second surgery did not go nearly as easily as the first surgery. Well, um, I think what happened was um, I had some sensation in my chest area where I felt like I was on fire, my chest was really hot, I had some tingling feelings going on, 
And then that sort of got me agitated because uh, I became very anxious. Mm -hmm. um, so um, bottom line was it took a little longer to find where they wanted to put the lead on the left side. Um, but it, it, Dr. Ramo, it, it all turned out probably for the best. So how did you feel after? Because I remember you said there's like a honeymoon phase. Correct. After you get this, that one side done. What was that like? That was perfect because what ended up happening was um, the day I got discharged from the hospital, the mm -hmm. day after the surgery, um, the physician's assistant came in to give us the discharge. Brian was there and our youngest daughter, Meredith, was there. Meredith was the one that was questioning whether I should really have this done. Yeah. And that morning when the, um, when the PA came in to release me, she had me hold both of my arms out straight. Mm -hmm. She had me close my eyes. She asked me to say my name. She asked me another question. And my right hand was rock solid. Wow. And she continued to say to Brian and Meredith, do you see this? Do you see this? Yeah. And Meredith was in big tears. Aww. I mean, she was like, mom, you know, it yeah. looks like it worked. And that was without any, you know, stimulator. And nothing. they said that's normal just because they were in there. Correct. Like, it's, playing around with your brain. Right. When, exactly. And, and, but then that part goes away until it comes back on. Until right. it comes on, right? Right, yeah. I had that honeymoon period on that side for probably, I had it for probably two weeks where I really felt like my right mm -hmm. hand, my right whole right side was rock solid. Wow. And I didn't feel that constant movement. Yeah. And, um, and then when I had the other side done a month later mm -hmm. and it was a little more difficult, it was yeah. the more difficult part too was when I got to recovery, um, I was in a little more pain than I was the first time. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> nothing horrible, but um, anyway, so I knew enough that while I was laying in recovery, I put both my arms out and held my hands up. And you can see my left hand, even mm -hmm. today, mm -hmm. is not as steady as my right. Mm -hmm. And so my first thought was, it didn't work. Yeah. You know? But um, the doctor assured me that, you know, you cannot judge the success of this whole procedure until you get all the pieces and parts yeah. together. So. so when do you get turned on? Uh, May 26th. And that's when they play around with your... Correct. My remote, remote. They set okay. the, they'll set all the different, you know, apparently it's a four-hour appointment mm -hmm. and they they fine-tune everything mm -hmm. as far as what, where the settings are going to be and the, all the directionals and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they'll start, um, I don't know if they'll do it the first appointment, but I believe that they'll start taking some of my medications down okay. um, and that will be... That truly will be another yeah. goal that you know. I hope we get to meet. So I know I know a lot of people have to go back to um, get their uh, control. What do we call it again? It's a remote. remote. Yeah. Get get everything kind of um, figured out. It might take some time, but after that first session, the, the first four hours, are you supposed to? Is the intention or is the is the idea that you walk out of there the way that they want you to? Like with not having the symptoms or? Actually, yeah. I do know that I will have to show up at my programming appointment with no meds. Okay. I'll take my meds at nine o'clock the night before yeah. and go in at eight o'clock the next day. Oh, and that's the worst part for me is, yeah, yeah, just being off my meds is, that that's hard, mm -hmm. it really is. In fact, I found out why they have you come up the day before you have surgery and uh -huh. they admit you that day. Uh -huh. And they told me the reason they do it is because Parkinson's patients, um, if they stayed at home, they just got to the point where they were so miserable. They just said, 
forget it. I'm yeah. taking my meds. <gasps> really? And they would show up for surgery and oh. they would have some of their meds in it. Oh. So now if when you get checked in, the hospital has control of your meds. Okay. So, and I can totally relate to that because I was miserable. Yeah. Aw. You know? But you're doing good now. I am. And you're ready. Yeah, I am. Good. I'm ready and um, I get to come back to boot camp on May 16th. Good. So oh, I that's can't exciting. Wait to see everybody. Yeah. Awesome. And, um, you know, we definitely miss you. The big, oh, thanks. I miss everybody. And that too has been, um, you know, you have to look at the whole big picture. Mm -hmm. And um, the whole big picture for me is... Um, it taught me a lot about myself mm -hmm. um, through this whole process. Um, the support that you get from everybody here mm -hmm. um, is it's a family mm -hmm. and that's been part of my healing. Yeah. You know, I've, um, I felt loved. I felt missed um, my own personal family, um, all of our friends um, just, it's overwhelming. It really is. But um, it's all part of, you know, the, the whole piece and the healing and mm. um, and the celebration that everybody everyone's just is so happy for you know oh yeah and, what and I've you've through and, and you've inspired a, a ton of people to start looking into it and, exactly. and like I said I can't tell you how many people that don't know you right. that have reached out to me saying I, I want an update on Roz how is she doing how is every you know how is everything right. going so I think you've definitely inspired a lot of people to think about it and to do their own research to see if it's something for them so Absolutely. thank you for for doing this. Well, thank you for being a part of it. And to add on to that, I spent probably an hour in a phone call with a guy from Florida um, who is a friend of some friends of mine from my church. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to decide between DBS and the ultrasound. Okay. And um, he clearly, um, he doesn't have a support group like yeah. we have. And he said, you know, you are so lucky to have that support group. Because he said, I don't have anyone to bounce things off right, of. Right, to ask. And so he got my name. Um, well, the people at my church asked if they could give him mm -hmm. my name. And he called just out of the blue, just like three weeks ago now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he he was a hard cookie to, you know, talk because he's really dead set on what he thinks yeah. he wants. And so, but I, you know, just gave him the general information about it and said, feel free to reach out whenever. And the next day he sent an email and said... You know, I know that I was probably not an easy person to talk to, but you and the people that you are, your group, um, I slept on it and said, I feel like, you know, you helped me oh, figure awesome. things out. So, so you know, Helping you're making, people all over. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. just going to yeah. say. Good. You know, you're making a big difference, yeah. well, not just here, but thank you. everywhere. Thanks. So. Well, um, I'm glad that we were able to get you to come on. Um, I do, we don't have Brian here. Oh, no. Sorry, Brian. Yeah. Uh, we should have a picture of him. But um, <laughs> and we're not in in our in our typical studio, right. so Steve is probably not going to love the production of this. But we wanted to give this update, so I hope you guys were able to enjoy, see how Roz is doing, and um, we'll be back, obviously next week with our typical uh, episodes coming out and. Uh, again, just thank you again so much. Thank you, Jessica.